Two small town girls living in a big city, chasing even bigger dreams. Meet your hosts, Kylie Benami and Sophie Longford. These two high fashion models have discovered that life outside of their hometowns isn't so simple. Talking all things fashion, wellness, fitness, and all of the messy things in between. Welcome to the Not So Simple Life. I love it. Hello, my loves, and thanks for tuning in today. In this episode, Sophie and I are getting into a very personal conversation all about body positivity. We will be sharing our own experiences from dealing with criticism and pressures to learning how to love our bodies just the way they are. Keep listening to hear some of our shocking real life stories and some life-changing tips. Let's get into it. Hi, Soph. How is everything going in Dubai, another city for you? Yeah, everything's good over here. I'm hiding away in the desert because it's a bit crazy in the city and I want to wait until I get my vaccine. But yeah, it's very peaceful out here. How are you doing over there? I'm good. I'm just actually taking some downtime. I was celebrating my mom's birthday this last week, so it's really nice to just like have some me time, nobody else around. But on the note of vaccine, I feel like I want to talk about this. You're definitely 100% on board for the vaccine. Yes. I mean, I was a bit nervous of it at first, but you know what? This is just going to go on for way too long and I don't have the patience to wait any longer. I want to get it over and done with. Hmm. I think I'm going to wait a little bit. I think I'm going to let all of my friends and family and anyone else around me who really wants it get it first. I'm going to wait a few months and see how everything goes. And then I will get it for myself. But I didn't even take flu shots growing up. So vaccines have like never been my thing unless it was totally mandatory. But I'll get there. I'm just going to take it a little slower. Yeah, I can't wait any longer. I just I'm too freaked out about catching it. I want to get protected ASAP. Let's do a little poll on our Instagram. And for everybody listening, head on over there and answer the poll because I want to know what the majority vote is if you guys are interested or not interested in getting the vaccine right away. But this is a new topic for us today. We are talking about body positivity and it's a topic that we both hold really close to our heart because in an industry like modeling we definitely have a lot of pressure when it comes to body image and it's not always easy to stay positive about your body and it's something that both her and I have worked really really hard on to become better at and to build a stronger foundation on this topic. Yeah I mean when it comes to body shaming and being criticized for the way you look Working as a model definitely opens you up to an endless amount of hurtful opinions. So we have first-hand experience in this. So we thought it would be good to do an episode like this where we can share our stories and experiences working in an industry which puts so much pressure on a person to look perfect all the time. And hopefully it gives any of you listening the self-esteem boost that you need. Yeah. And just like any topic that we talk about on here, we are trying to put a positive light on the conversation. So we are very, very much for body positivity and explaining to our listeners and to anyone who follows us on social media that all bodies are beautiful and that even us as models, because for some reason people think models don't have body image issues as well because we're in our bikinis all the time and we work out a lot, but it is so not the case. So we're coming on here today to just make this conversation super raw for all of you and to show you guys that everyone has beautiful bodies and everyone has issues with seeing this in themselves and we're all in this together. Exactly. And we've always said we wanted to use this platform to spread body positivity 
and create a place where you can come to whenever you're feeling either a bit lost or insecure and you guys know you can always reach out to us with any questions or concerns we'll always try to help you the best we can totally so i think let's start this conversation off by explaining the types of criticism and pressures that we feel as models in our industry yeah i mean as a model your whole career your income your life revolves around the way you look right and that means you're constantly told you're either too fat too tall too short too ugly too pretty whatever it is and i've actually been to a casting before where they said to me yeah i don't think you're gonna be right for us you're too pretty and i was like seriously Like you just can't win because you're Mm -hmm. either too much of this, too much of that. And it can get so confusing and so overwhelming. And I think the biggest pressure I think all girls in industry have faced is probably being told they need to lose weight. And it's probably the main reason so many girls struggle with eating disorders and other issues in this industry. And you know what's interesting? It also goes the other way. Girls are told to lose weight. So maybe they do lose weight. And then all of a sudden they're told to gain weight. Or for one client, your boobs are too big. And for another client, your butt is too small. And for another client, your waist is too big. So there's this whole thing where it's like, no matter what you do and how you look, there's always going to be people out there that see something wrong in your body. And when you're really young and when you're first starting out in this industry, you go to all these castings with the hope of booking these jobs and the criticism just flies at you from so many different directions. And all of a sudden you're being told that so many different parts of your body or the way that you look or the color of your hair even, and you're being told that these things are a problem and you're not getting this job because of these things. And you have to like internalize that and like it's really tough when you're young. You are never going to please everyone. There's always going to be someone who has a different opinion. Someone's going to like you, someone's not. And that's what took me a long time to like come to grips with is that even though one person might not be interested in you, there'll be someone who is. In the comparison in the modeling industry, right? Like we show up to castings and you look around. You look around and like it takes a long time to finally walk into a casting and not look at the girl next to you named Sophie Longford and be like, oh my God, look how long her legs are. Oh my God, look at this girl next to me. Like, look how perfect her skin is. Oh my God, look at her. Like her waist is amazing. Why does my waist not look like that? Like that's a massive thing in itself. I still do that to be honest. I'm still learning not to do that. I think it's so natural though. Like everyone compares themselves to everyone else and it's something that we don't have to do, but it's, it's human nature. We do it, we can't help it. But there are ways that you can reduce the amount that you compare yourself to others and just learn to appreciate the beauty of other people and not make it something that's negative towards you. Right, and yeah, it just embrace what she has and embrace what you have. Like, oh my God, she has the most beautiful, long, skinny legs. Like how about wording it like that instead of like, oh my God, why do my legs not look like her? it's definitely still a thing that I do as well comparison is hard to not do but it's all about rewording it and putting it in a different light I think when we tell you guys our personal experiences in the fashion industry you guys will kind of understand what it's been like for us on our journey to finding a better headspace about this topic so Sophie start us off there Yeah, I was thinking about this when we were planning this episode and I was going to share some of my experiences with the criticism that we've all received in this industry for our bodies. And I think one moment that had stuck with me over the years was when I walked into a casting in London when I was about 16, I think. And it was for a show and it was my turn to walk. And I did my walk. They thought I walked well. So the client was like, "Okay, let's measure her. And I was a little bit bigger back then, but not by much, probably like an inch bigger. And the woman measured my hips and shouted across the room to the client, 37 inch hip. And I'll never forget the client and all her little team literally started just laughing at me and said, thanks, you can go. And I walked out of that casting so embarrassed because they did that to me in front of like 20 other models. Like it's a show casting. So there's so many other girls. 
And they all watched the whole thing. And I was 16 years old, like literally 16. And if they had done that to a girl who wasn't me, which I'm sure they probably did, that's literally how you give someone an eating disorder. And it was disgusting of them. And I wish, I wish I could remember who that client was so I could shame them right now. But they were so irrelevant. I can't even remember the name of the brand, unfortunately. And this is where insecurities start. I mean, we don't just one day wake up and say, I think my hips are too big and start like hating our bodies. It's not because it's something that started inside of us. It's because someone put that in our head and someone taught us this and our society has created these beauty standards that taught us these things. And now all of a sudden, like 16 year old Sophie has in her head that her hips are too big. It's so ridiculous. And this is why we're talking about this because we need to like undo these ridiculous beauty standards. And I know we're only two voices in this big world, but if we can make any sort of difference, we're going to do it. Yeah, because these words stick with you. And I don't think people realize like how powerful your words are. And I want to hear your story, Kylie. So I mean, one that like totally sticks out in my head when you ask me that was at a casting in Milan with Armani. So I had done the hair and makeup test before the show. And for any of you listening who don't know what that is, it's basically the day before the show you go into Armani's office and they will do your hair and makeup over and over again until they figure out like what look they like best for the show the next day and you do get paid but it's kind of annoying to do these things but you typically do them because they say like hey if she'll do the hair and makeup test like she'll definitely do the show as well so I spent the whole day prior skipping other castings getting my hair and makeup done all day long and Armani loved me Giorgio Armani he loved me he was like beautiful bellissima like all these things I was so happy next day was my fitting so I show up to my fitting the next day I look at exactly the same as the day before nothing changed in the 12 hours apart from each other and I walked in they put me in a robe and said like go walk over to the designer and see which look he wants to put you in and he just looked at me like disgusted I was like wait what's happening he looked me up and down I had a big chunky robe on the only part of my body that was showing was my face and from the knees down he looks at my calves my calf muscles and says grande and like turns away and shoes me off with his hand and I'm like um okay I didn't even like realize right away that it was like my calves he was looking at I was just confused it took me a little like couple minutes to process like oh well what else could he be commenting on and so then his little assistant comes over to me and is like hey thanks for coming you're good to go so all of a sudden one day I was told that I had massive calves and I know it sounds ridiculous but fashion week is just emotional so when someone puts you down and you lose a show that you worked hard to get you are pretty upset about it we can post these photos on my Instagram I went home and took photos of myself up and down in my body mirror I was like am I too big what is he seeing that I'm missing and I still have those photos on my phone so I feel like we should share those and you'll see how ridiculous it is I was way skinnier than I am now and my calves were too big in his head and little did I know I found out later that he had models like standing naked on pedestals looking them up and down big models saying like oh you know her hips are too big and it's not humanly right in my opinion you just can't go there but people go below the belt so that's just one of many experiences yeah there's so many experiences in my time being totally lose weight I remember walking into an agency and they asked me what my goal was and I said Victoria's Secret of course I think that's every girl's dream and the guy looked at me and said but you know that the VS girls are like really skinny 
and I felt so confused because to me I was really skinny I mean when all of these things happened I was literally an inch bigger than I am now which is just ridiculous because now people tell me I'm too skinny and I should put on weight so I just learned to ignore other people's opinions because it showed me that no matter how I look everyone's going to have a different opinion on you. So with these insecurities, Sophie, have you ever found yourself not doing something because you were holding back due to your insecurities about your body? I mean, more back then than now, there's been so many times where I felt insecure and didn't want to do something out of fear of like showing my body. That's just like a natural repercussion of being in this industry. But I mean, something stupid, like I hated doing PE classes at school. You probably referred to it as gym classes because we'd have to wear these little shorts and work out in front of the whole class which was such a stupid thing to be insecure about because looking back there was really nothing to be nervous about and it stopped me enjoying something that I actually would have loved doing if I wasn't embarrassed about absolute nonsense but it's just like little things get into your head and really can affect you and stop you from doing the most ridiculous things yeah at one point in my life I found myself never being able to enjoy my day if I was in a bikini I could be on the beach and like I would find myself laying there like analyzing my body, wondering if I look bloated and like pinching areas of my skin and running to the water because if I was walking, that was a lot more time for people to stare. And like, meanwhile, I look back and like I was in such incredible shape and I was just torturing myself in my head. And you know, what's so crazy is you think that you're going to reach this destination one day. If my body looks like this, if my abs come through like this, if my butt tones up like this, I'll I'll feel great. I'll feel better. But let me tell you, if you can't embrace how you look now, today, you're not going to be able to embrace how you look on many other days. I would do anything and everything for like a year to make myself skinnier, toner, more fit. I would do double workouts in a day. And like no matter what I did and how healthy I ate, I was never happy, never content. So I think like the biggest part of my journey has been understanding that I just have to appreciate what my body is today. I mean, people ask me quite often like how I've coped with all the hurtful comments during my time as a model. And they'll say things like, oh, I could never cope with being insulted like that. Like, how do you even deal with that? And something that I came to terms with, which I would say is the main reason I even survived in this industry this long is I just learned to ignore the negative opinions about me and choose not to believe them. And I know that sounds really difficult to do, but you really are the only person who can control your thoughts and emotions. You, no one else can control the way you feel if you don't allow them to. And I have had many more people compliment me over the years and tell me I have a great figure, I'm beautiful, etc. And so when I have a client or a person tell me that they think I'm too fat or whatever it is, I simply choose just not to believe it. And I have an agreement with myself. I only believe what I want to believe about who and what I am. So if someone tells me you're too fat for this job, I choose to mentally disagree with them and come to the terms with the fact that what this person likes is not what I like. And that's totally okay because that preference is irrelevant to me. Right. I think a lot of times when people do this to you, whether it's a social media troll, a client that you're trying to impress as a model or a friend of yours, a guy who you're crushing on, whoever it is that has something negative to say about your body, I would honestly say nine out of 10 times, that's their own insecurities coming out. They're projecting their insecurities on you. Something in them is not complete. So they're going to try and like make you incomplete and bring you down. <laughs> I found the best way to respond is depending on the situation for me but if I've got it in me to like give a little attitude back when someone puts me down my favorite thing to say is like touche so they'll literally be like I don't know you're just like a little too skinny for us or you're just a little too thick I always just say touche 
And they always just kind of like look at me because it's like I'm unaffected by it. I'm just like, great. I'm too big. No worries. Like, I'm good. I'm out of here. And a lot of times I don't have it in me to say something, but I just feel like showing no emotion to somebody trying to evoke an emotion in you is like the best thing you can always do. Yeah, totally. I 100% agree with that. When someone does say something hurtful to you, that poison that is coming out of their mouths becomes yours only if you take it personally and actually allow it to hurt you. Because if you take things personally, it makes you an easy target for these people and whose only purpose is to try and bring others down, to try to make themselves feel better. They're not saying to you, oh, you're ugly, you're fat, you're a slut, because that's truly what they believe. They're saying it because they themselves are struggling with their own problems and they want to bring you down with them so that they don't feel alone. Totally, self. I think another thing that plays such a big role in people having so many insecurities with their bodies nowadays is social media and Facetune and Photoshop and all of these things that just give everybody in reality, a distorted perception of what life is really like. So for example, I just got back from a beach vacation and for the very first time ever on vacation, I didn't do one bit of fitness. I didn't work out at all. Usually I always try and like do a little something, but I was just enjoying myself so much and I'm not so hard on myself anymore. I just skipped the workouts and I drank the pina coladas and I ate the food I wanted to eat. Thank you. And, you know, I didn't feel my best. I totally didn't feel my best because I was just enjoying myself. I wasn't eating super clean. And when I took some photos, I tried to take a few. I didn't like them. I just like wasn't feeling it. But there was one photo that I felt and I felt like my legs looked long and I uploaded that one. Like, so nobody saw the ones where I look bloated and the ones where I wasn't feeling myself. You only saw the one photo out of like the mini that I took that I actually did like. So it's a distorted reality. I did not look like that on my entire beach vacation, but I did look like that in that photo. Angles, lighting, all of that changes. And that's what people need to accept about social media is like you're only seeing the best part of someone's life. Nobody is showing you their body when they're not feeling themselves for the most part at least. There was this account I saw yesterday, which was just so perfect. It was, I don't I wish I remembered the name. If I remember the name, I'll add it into the description in this bio. But it was of an Instagram influencer who was showing a picture of her posing and then next to a picture of her relaxed. And it was like two completely different people. One was like the typical Instagram model. And the second was cellulite and stretch marks and like a completely different body type. And it just goes to show how everything you see on social media and online is not real and I don't know how this is ever going to change because everyone's addicted to it I don't know anyone who doesn't alter their photos at least a little bit yeah I facetune yeah I mean if I have a pimple I'm getting rid of that guilty as charged but I don't know anyone who doesn't and it's so bad for society because it's going to cause so many unrealistic beauty standards and I know everyone knows that it's not real but it's hard to accept that it's not right and no shame in using facetune again like whatever floats your boat whatever makes you feel confident confidence is really everything but again knowing that this is such a big thing in our society you have to take everything with a grain of salt so when you scroll through and you see this girl on the beach with the perfect body whatever that is for you and the perfect hair and the perfect skin just appreciate the photo don't compare yourself to it don't think you don't look like that don't think that she's perfect and looks like that all the time just take it with a grain of salt because that's how unfortunately social media has become but 
I think even with our industry and many industries, it's slowly changing. There have been people who have started to change the standards and fashion is also starting to change the standards. They're becoming much more inclusive with sizing and skin colors and hair and races and it's going to take time, but I think we're slowly moving into a more inclusive direction. We're slowly getting there. I know that I definitely don't get nearly as much comments on my body now or on how I look as I used to. When I was younger, it was so much more brutal. So now I haven't heard anyone say something critical about my body in a very long time. And I think that's just evidence of how this industry is changing for the better. And I'm so happy to see it because I think it's going to save a lot of young girls who enter into the modeling world. So Sophie, what age do you feel like you really fully began to love your body and just accept yourself for who you are? Granted, of course, we all have our moments and we all still question things about ourselves. But when do you feel like you had that big like aha moment that you realized you were starting to appreciate yourself? more I'm gonna be honest like I still have days where if I've eaten a big meal or I feel bloated and I'm lying on a beach I'm gonna have a towel over me so that no one can see my body there's days like that but I'm also so much more confident in who I am and I don't feel the same fear walking into a bikini casting as I used to at all but it's taken me a long time to get to this stage I think I probably fully came into my confidence probably in the past year to be honest like I'd say 23 was a good year for me yeah I agree I feel like it was quarantine when I started to accept how I was because all of a sudden I didn't feel like I had pressure to be perfect in my head. I wasn't going to castings, of course, and I was home with my family and I was eating just like home-cooked meals. I wasn't like able to have like the healthiest meal at all times like you can when you're in New York City and all of a sudden like my body just felt incredible like the second i stopped caring was when my body was in the best place i think it had ever been and that's when i kind of realized and had my aha moment the second i just start appreciating myself is when things start falling together for me and it's been really really nice and it's taken a lot of work i know my close friends and even my family can agree to that statement for me i never necessarily had a need disorder or anything like that but I was always conscious of what my body was doing I was always paying attention to how I looked and what I was eating and I was skipping nights out with my friends because I didn't want the extra calories and I finally reached a point this year where like I can say I'm like so confident in my body and quarantine set aside I've started working a lot more because of that and I think realizing that you can't let your body bully your mind really changed my life I think stress also has a huge impact. And once you stop stressing, it's going to benefit you in all different types of ways. But what does body positivity mean to you? I know some people listening might not really understand the term because it's kind of a new thing. But what do you interpret it as? Like, how would you define the term body positivity? So for me, I would say body positivity means just treating my body in a positive light. I feel like we should treat our own bodies how we would treat someone we love and their body. So I would never talk bad about, let's say, my best friend and her body, and I would never like shame anything about how she looks. So why would I shame anything about how I look? It just is counterproductive. And I think that if you can learn to love every part of your body, even the parts that you feel aren't perfect or feel wrong or look different, if you can learn to just embrace your individual body and give yourself the positive words to keep you in a good headspace with your body, then that for me is body positivity. 
Love that. For me, it means just encouraging people to love themselves the way they are, regardless of how they look. And we want everyone to feel incredible in their skin and want all of our listeners to feel uplifted and motivated from our episodes. And yeah, we are a health and wellness podcast and we do encourage a healthy lifestyle, but we want our listeners to care for themselves and treat your body with the love and care it deserves. And that can be by either having a massage, eating healthy, working out, whatever it is. That makes you feel great and good about you and your body. And if you feel like your best self when eating a pizza and having a beer, then keep doing that because nothing is more important than you feeling happy and confident. I was just thinking the exact same thing. A healthy lifestyle is different for everybody. Whatever healthy lifestyle is to you, as long as you're living that lifestyle, then you do feel good about your body because you know that you're doing the things that make you feel your best. So no matter how your body looks, if you know you're doing your workout and you're eating your foods that make you feel good, then just embrace your body because you're doing the right things for you. And that's something that no one else can tell you right from wrong. That is your decision to make on your own. And it will help you love your body a lot more when you're doing this. Exactly. If you're feeling insecure about something, like say you're walking down the street and you're thinking in your head, oh God, my legs look so fat in these jeans or whatever it is that's bothering you. There's probably a girl that's going to walk past you and see your legs and say in her head, oh, I wish I had legs like hers. Mine is so gross. And whilst we're all too focused on our own insecurities and thinking that everyone else is also focusing on us and our faults, the reality is they're most likely consumed in their own insecurities and are probably comparing themselves to you and wishing they have whatever it is you've got. And there's always going to be someone who's got something you wish you had. But there's also always going to be something that that same person wishes they have, which you already have. So maybe you want that girl's legs, but she might be looking at you and saying she wants your hair or your eyes or whatever it is. And once we learn to love ourselves more, we won't see these things as comparisons, but more of an appreciation for the beauty we see in others. And our self-hatred and insecurities won't consume so much of our happiness and our energy. Yep, guys, body confidence does not come from trying to achieve some perfect look it literally comes from just embracing your own look so on that note before we get into our Q&A press pause go look at yourself in the mirror and say something that you love about yourself literally treat you like you would treat your best friend or your mom or your sister or whoever it is in your life that you love so much that's how you should treat yourself you said it Okay, guys, as you know, if you've listened to our episodes before, we do a quick Q&A at the end of every episode where we answer two questions you have sent into our Instagram page. So if you ever want to hear if your question gets answered, make sure you stay tuned until the end of each episode. So the first question we will be answering this week is how often do you guys weigh yourselves? Uh. <laughs> yeah, Kylie's very empty this the scales can become your worst enemy because it's highly addictive and it's a bit toxic in my opinion because I know that when I start a very strict diet I become obsessed with watching the numbers on the scale and I'll weigh myself every morning and write down the result and I feel shit if it's not going in the direction I want so I do try my best to avoid weighing myself at all now but every few months I'll do it just out of curiosity just to get like a general idea but I try not to get back into the habit of it. Wow. I say screw the scale, damn it. There is no weight limit on beauty. And especially if you're doing fitness, muscle weighs more than fat and this and that. And again, just I'm not even going to get into it. I just say screw the scale. I never weigh myself unless I'm like at a doctor's appointment. And I kid you not, I cover my ears or I tell them to not say how much I weigh and just write it down. I don't want to know. I don't want to know because there was a time in my life when I thought there was a certain number I needed to be at. And if I don't hear that number, I don't want to go back there. So 
Anyways, number two, what are your best tips for cellulite? So I am trying to get ahead of the game because I know cellulite only becomes a more prominent thing as you get older and I am trying to get into dry brushing more. Dry brushing is supposedly so good for your lymphatic system and everyone I know who does this on a regular basis says it's done wonders for their cellulite, wonders for their just overall drainage and flow of the water in their body and so that's something that I think is a massive, massive tool that anyone can use to help against cellulite. Mm, I need to get myself one of these. I've been lucky with this. I've not had to deal with cellulite, but I have started noticing that if I go on a sugar binge or like a fast food binge for a few weeks at a time and I really let my health slip, it will start to come through a bit. But when I go back to my healthy eating, it clears up again. And I think sugar is the biggest culprit. So try cutting out all refined sugars for a while and see if that helps clear it up. And that is everything for this episode. If you're enjoying all these episodes, please show us some love and go and give us a subscribe and a download. And if you can, give us a little review. We appreciate it so much. And don't forget to find us on our Instagram at the Not So Simple Life Podcast. And until then, we will see you guys next Tuesday.